Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Welcome to Liverpool. My name is Chris Finn-Paling, I'm Rector of Liverpool and I'm standing here at Liverpool Parish Church with the River Mersey behind me. The, today we're going to be celebrating the Feast of St James. Now St James was a fisherman, there wouldn't have been much he didn't know about life on the river or life at sea, the challenges that they presented. It feels very different today as we look out on the river. In centuries gone by, the place behind the river behind me would have been absolutely full of ships. Today we can see behind me a cruise ship. So much of what we see today is about these large ships coming in, doing vast amounts of transportation, either of people behind or later in this service we'll see about goods as well. So the maritime world is still very much with us and it looks and feels different from the time of St James but the same challenges and maybe the same joys are there as well. Well throughout the service I'll be moving around the city a little bit and it's quite noisy out here with the, the sounds of the city so we're going to go inside in a moment for our act of penitence. But first we'll have our opening hymn, reflecting that challenge of discipleship which St. James had and which we all bear in our lives, Take Up Thy Cross. Thank you. 
We run the race set before us, surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Therefore, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, bringing them to Jesus in penitence and faith. You were sent to preach the good news of light in the darkness of the world. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. You were sent to plant in our hearts the seed of eternal life. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You were sent to reconcile us to yourself by the shedding of your blood. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Merciful God, whose holy apostle St James, leaving his father and all that he had, was obedient to the calling of your son Jesus Christ, and followed him even to death. Help us, forsaking the false attractions of the world, to be ready at all times to answer your call without delay. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the prophecy of Jeremiah. The word that the prophet Jeremiah spoke to Baruch, son of Neriah, when he wrote these words in a scroll at the dictation of Jeremiah in the fourth year of King Jehoiakim, son of Josiah of Judah. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to you, O Baruch. You said, woe is me, the Lord has added sorrow to my pain. I am weary with my groaning and I find no rest. Thus you shall say to him, Thus says the Lord, I am going to break down what I have built and pluck up what I have planted, that is, the whole land. And you, do you seek great things for yourself? Do not seek them, for I am going to bring disaster upon all flesh, says the Lord. But I will give you your life as a prize of war in every place to which you may go. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On Liverpool's waterfront, the view is dominated by what's known as the, the Three Graces, three magnificent buildings. And they, like many buildings in Liverpool, have an intimate connection to shipping and the river. I'm standing here in the Port of Liverpool building, which was opened in 1907, the offices of the Mersey Docks and Harbour Board. This was at the heart of the Port of Liverpool, of the maritime life here. From the earliest stage, people have uh, associated risk with going to sea and they've, they've often uh, prayed to God before going on journeys and they've given thanks when they've returned. 
outside Liverpool Parish Church in medieval times, there was a statue of St Nicholas where seafarers would leave tributes. And here in the 20th century version of the place where the commerce of the city was done, as we look around us in this central atrium, we see the words of Psalm 107, the sailor's psalm. They that go down to the sea in ships that do their business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. From the Gospel of Matthew. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee came to him with her sons, and kneeling before him, she asked a favor of him. And he said to her, What do you want? She said to him, Declare that these sons of mine will sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? They said to him, we are able. 
He said to them, You will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right hand and at my left, this is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard it, they were angry with the, the two brothers. But Jesus called to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and that great ones are tyrants over them. It will not be so among you, but whoever wishes to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. things. 
It meant trade and commerce for some, and it brings food to the table for all. Seafarers on large container ships such as this, or in small fishing fleets in other ports, make incredible sacrifices on behalf of others. Let's go on board. Throughout the pandemic, as we have experienced various restrictions in our lives, seafarers have been working as usual. Liverpool is the fourth largest freight handler in the UK and ships come from across the world. During the last 16 months, seafarers have been at sea for months on end and have often not been allowed to come onto shore when they've been in port, even for a short period. Before the pandemic, the Liverpool Seafarer Centre, an ecumenical charity run by the Anglican and Roman Catholic churches together, used to provide visiting seafarers with a comfortable place to go where they could relax, speak to family back home and refresh themselves before going back on board. Well, the Seafarer Centre work has continued, but instead by going on board the ships when the crew were not able to leave. And these ships can be like small towns themselves. This ship, the Atlantic Sky, is nearly 300 metres long and dominates the port when she is in. All this feels a long way from St James, whose fishing vessel would have felt of inconsequential size in comparison. But the work was not inconsequential. Feeding the population, serving the population. This is the essence of life at sea. These are also great Christian themes. And our New Testament reading from Matthew uh, picks up on that idea of service when he says that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. This is the model by which we are invited to live. However, the joy of service often comes at a cost. But like me, I'm sure you often wonder why certain Bible readings are chosen for certain days. And I find our Old Testament reading today from the prophet Jeremiah rather intriguing. The passage recounts a prophecy written before the conquest of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. But whilst they were still living as a vassal state to Egypt and then later to Babylon. Politically, this is a complex reading because King Jehoiakim of Judah taxed and subdued his people to avoid her conquest. Was he serving them or betraying them? What we perceive from the reading, though, is a sense of trauma through which Jeremiah was living. Similarly, trauma is at the heart of the New Testament reading. After that inconsequential but memorable tale of the pushy parent wanting James and John to sit on either side of Jesus uh, in the kingdom, and then comes the real grit. No, says Jesus, I cannot grant this. But if they follow in my path, then there is a cup they must drink, which will not be easy. Service necessarily means sacrifice. This is what we've learned collectively over the last 16 months. Keeping each other safe has necessarily meant sacrificing something ourselves. Never be drawn into the narrative which says that for something to be good for you, then it must hurt a bit. Instead, a narrative should be around supporting each other through that pain and understanding trauma to be a shared and not an individual phenomenon. We do not have to understand another's life in order to 
offer them support. As I said, I have no concept of the life of a fisherman 2,000 years ago. And although I can stand on a vast ship such as this, or perhaps a cruise ship we saw at the start of this service, I have little real sense of what it is like to be a seafarer. Being alongside others does not mean appropriating their experience or their trauma, but it does require giving something of ourselves to meet their need. Sacrifice and service are two concepts so bound up with each other that religion has created a pious expectation of its adherents. But as is so often the case, Christianity speaks only of the human condition. Service to others comes at a cost, but this is the price which we call love, the surrendering of my own self-sufficiency to allow another into my life. The very act which Jesus modelled on the cross and the price paid in the martyrdom of James, the saint whom we celebrate today. city such as Liverpool there are many seafarers either from the city itself or just visiting and I'm going to meet Les Maines now. Now Les is a member of our congregation here at Liverpool Parish Church and he's also a seafarer who's been at sea for 20 years now. 
Les, thanks for talking to me today. So, uh, tell me about your life at sea. Um, it's been a roller coaster. Um, that's that's one word I'd use. But my introduction to the sea was quite an interesting one. It was in 1998, and I was taken uh, with my mother's friend onto the Super Sea Cat Three. She was running to Dublin, Liverpool to Dublin. I later found out the reason why was that she was bringing she was bulk buying cigarettes. It's a different story, but for me it was fantastic because the bridge had an observation area, so you could actually look through the window and you could see the officers on the bridge and they had all the gizmos and they were on the charts and it was brilliant. I was stuck to that window, I was stuck to that window to the point where they actually closed the blinds. I think they were getting a bit annoyed with me, um, but that was it. That kind of got the ball rolling. From there, I managed to get some work experience uh, on the same ship a couple of years later. And then that set me up for my cadetship. I did my cadetship in started in 2002, and now 2021, I'm actually a ship's captain or master, to use the official term. And um, and how did it feel to, to get those captain's epaulets? Oh, it's 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 one extreme to the other, but for the same reasons. Uh, when I got told it was, wow, I'm going to be the captain. The vessel's mine. I've got my crew. I'm going to take her to sea. And then the penny drops and you go, oh, I'm the captain, the vessel's mine, I've got my clue, I'm going to take it to sea. And your, your sensors and everything just goes haywire because you can do all the training in the world, but when it's actually on you, nobody's going to be there to step in if something's going a bit south. It, you know, it's, it's an amazingly scary experience, if I'm describing it right. It's, it's such... Especially when you pull off that first manoeuvre, for me, it was the first manoeuvre. You get the ship alongside, she's safe, you stop the engines and the pilot says, okay, captain, we're happy with that. If you can just sign the, sign my papers, please. And then I'll be running off and make a cup of coffee. And you get that, just a, it's an amazing just feeling. And it doesn't go away, it's still the same. Every time I manoeuvre now, it's still, wow, that was me. So, so what's the best bit about being at sea, did that? Um, at the minute, that, uh, but I think as an old, from overall, it's it's just being able to escape, especially being from a city like Liverpool, you know, when you got Facebook now, and you never you can never truly disconnect. But in this, being at sea, I can literally walk from to the front of the vessel and sit there. There's absolutely no noise other than the sea and the ship going through the sea, and you really can just enjoy it. I mean, you make it sound so exciting, but it is challenging as well, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, uh, I won't lie, it's had, I've had my fair share of challenges, you've had heavy weather, you know, that certainly does, you know, uh, worry you, but for me, I, I lost one of my old men, uh, that was in 2017, and that was definitely the most challenging time for me, it's, it kind of puts you at crossroads, you know, what's going to happen, but I had a brilliant crew, I had a brilliant support network, and I pulled through it, and yeah, that was... Uh, I'm still here, I still love it. Now, uh, I got to know you when you started coming to church. You, you were uh, confirmed just a few months ago yeah. by the Bishop of Liverpool, here at Liverpool Parish Church. Um, what, what brought you into this building? What brought you to, to faith? Um, well, I've always kind of hopped in and out of the churches most of my life. Uh, I started coming here more regularly due to the Maritime Link. Um, but then I took that next step where I started speaking to yourselves and engaging more with the church. It, was, it just felt like the natural the natural progression. I was I wasn't in a dark place per se, but I wasn't having a great time at the time. But you know, for me it just it just felt I felt comfortable and happy in here. It had, it had that effect of 
relaxed on me and then when I engaged it just got better and better from there and a lot of the reading I've done and a lot of the talks we've had seems to have a maritime link so well it's when you were confirmed you made a profession of faith in the creed and we said the apostles creed then but we're going to use a creed which will stay together now and all those who are part of this worship can join in do you believe and trust in God the Father source of all being and life the one for whom we exist. We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Son, who took our human nature, died for us and rose again? We believe and trust in him. Do you believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit, who gives life to the people of God and makes Christ known in the world? We believe and trust in him. This is the faith of the church. We believe and trust in one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Eternal Lord God, who alone spreads out the heavens and rules the raging sea, who has compassed the waters with bands that they cannot pass while day and night remain, be pleased to hear our prayer. We thank you for the service given to our nation by those who follow the calling of the sea, by whom our shores are protected and defended, and by whom our merchandise is carried and delivered. We pray for your continued blessing on all who serve in the merchant fleet and those who today are feeding nations in the grip of pandemic. We bring before you those seafarers who are unable to go ashore, those who are isolating from the virus and those who are anxious about family and friends at home. Protect the families of all seafarers who face loneliness and anxiety about their loved ones at sea. Grant that they may return in safety. We pray for those who take care of the needs of the seafarer and for those who have come to the end of their seafaring days. We ask that you will grant them a long, happy, content retirement, grateful for all that has passed and hopeful for all that is to come. We pray for our own discipleship, opening ourselves to the cost of service in your name. Help us to be people of faith who open your love to all your children. Help us to be free of the barriers of prejudice which exclude us from the joy of your kingdom. These things we ask in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who teaches us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. 
enjoyed being with us here in Liverpool for our service today as we celebrate the Feast of St James and we remember the example he gives all of us of faith, of the call and the obedience in his life. And so we pray for God's blessing. God who hath prepared for you a city with eternal foundations, bring you with all the saints to the eternal and triumphant joy of the city. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Thank you. 